Faith, Hope and Love, episode 145, Sunday, March 10th, 2019, the first Sunday of Lent, Year C. Hi everyone, I'm Paul Kelly. We've begun our Lenten journey. Lent is a very ancient Christian season. It's a time of increased prayer and of penance for our sins and also for giving up things to make more space for God and to help those most in need. It is a joyful season. Speaking of ancient, there is a very old quote in the first reading. Some scholars have suggested that this quote is probably the oldest part of the whole Bible in its origin. A wandering Aramaean was my father, and he went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien few in number. This has been a proclamation of the history of the people of Israel and God's redemption. I pray that this time of Lent is a wonderful time of renewal. This is Faith, Hope and Love. When he calls on me, I will answer him. I will deliver him and give him glory. I will grant him length of days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome everyone. We're now in the first Sunday of Lent, our Lenten journey in preparation for the great season of Easter has begun. And so my friends, to worthily celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us first acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Grant Almighty God, through the yearly observances of Holy Lent, that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ, and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 26, verses 4 to 10. Moses spoke to the people, saying, When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramaean was my father. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, 
and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us, by imposing hard labour on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power, and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of the fruits of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. And Moses continued, You shall set it down before the Lord your God, and bow down before the Lord your God. The Word of the Lord Be with me, Lord, when I am in trouble. Those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High, and abide in the shade of the Almighty, Say to the Lord, my refuge, my stronghold, my God in whom I trust. Upon you no evil shall fall, no plague approach where you dwell. For you he has commanded his angels to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you upon their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. On the lion and the viper you will tread and trample the young lion and the dragon. You set your love on me, so I will save you, protect you, for you know my name. When you call, I shall answer, I am with you. I will save you in distress and give you glory. Be with me, Lord, when I am in trouble. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 10, verses 8 to 13. Brothers and sisters, what does Scripture say? The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart, and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The scripture says, No one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Word of the Lord. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 4, verses 1 to 13. Jesus 
full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, Man does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord The message of St. Paul in the second reading is really beautiful, especially where he says, God's word is very near to you. It's on your lips and in your heart. And it's important that God's word resides equally in both places, not only on our lips, but truly making its home in our hearts, completely filling our hearts with its life-giving message. In the gospel, the word of God is clearly in our Lord's heart and mind, and soul and being, and also on his lips. By contrast, the devil knows the word of God, and can quote it quite easily, but it's only on his lips. It is most certainly not in his heart. And he does not live it or love it. It seems like this gospel that surely inspired writers like William Shakespeare to write The devil can cite scripture for his purpose. An evil soul producing holy witness is like a villain with a smiling cheek. A goodly apple rotten at the heart. Oh, what a goodly outside falsehood hath. That's from William Shakespeare, The Merchant of Venice. Taking our cues from the Gospel today, we see our Lord fasting and praying for 40 days in the wilderness. There's a long tradition in Christianity, and it begins with the way our Lord deals with temptation and with the devil in this week's scripture. The tradition can be summed up like this. Never enter into a discussion with the tempter. Christ does not long enter into dialogues with temptation or with the adversary. He swiftly and efficiently dismisses the wiles of temptation and does not dwell on it. The evil one is the father of lies, so why lend an ear to distortion and falsehood? And so whether this Lent is about the extra things we do or the things we give up, Let's do it with the deliberate intention of not permitting those conversations with temptation to go very far in our lives. 
If there is fuel for values that are inconsistent with the good news of Jesus lying around in our daily routines, we should judiciously remove it. And if idle time itself is the match that most often gets struck, we can strive to fill those spaces with good works, prayer and healthier conversations. Temptation may keep on talking, but if we're not giving it a hearing, it will go off to find a more appreciative audience. Sadly, in this world, there's any number of people around who might like the company of the kind of flattery and sweet nothings that we witness being tried, unsuccessfully, to be given to Christ in today's Gospel. In Lenten time, one often hears people saying, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to put more effort, more willpower, into not falling down in those areas of weakness or sin that I struggle with time and time again. As commendable as this is, the danger is that it actually focuses more and more attention on the areas we're trying to overcome. Giving it attention, and in some ways entering into dialogue with temptation. Also, isn't this just patching up the fortress walls where they've already been breached? it would be more effective to work on the inside of the home. So if the enemy breached the outer perimeter once again and entered, he would find no quarter. There would be nowhere to hide or to stay. No way ahead, only room for retreat. Instead of desperately putting our energy into putting up more and more defences and focusing with fear on areas we desperately hope will not overtake us again, but if the defences fail, despite our best willpower and attention, we're left utterly vulnerable and defeated. Better than increasing our willpower, we can build up an inner immunity, filled with everything positive, to the point where we are so full of the good things of God's virtues and grace that they completely crowd out anything harmful. There's no room for it to take hold inside. As we begin Lent, we make our resolutions to practice forms of self-denial, often fostering particular good habits for our lives, such as intentionally taking more time and space for prayer, and giving of our resources to the poor and the needy. But Lent is not primarily about what we do. It's more importantly about what God is doing, and how we cooperate with what God's activity is doing in our lives. Basically, it's about opening ourselves up more and more to God's love and being humble enough to admit we need God and we need to change, even if it would be more easy and more comfortable to leave things as they are. Our Lord was never content with just leaving things as they are. He lovingly chose to move out of his comfort zone regularly to focus on what really mattered. After Jesus is baptised, he is led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where he experiences our human temptations, temptations to preempt the Heavenly Father's place in our lives. He feels the allure of being self-serving, of gaining worldly power over others, of controlling or dominating things around him. But our Lord displays true greatness by being attentive always to his Heavenly Father's word in Scripture and confessing his faith that the Father has first place in his life. Temptation leads to losing our sense of priority and putting God down the list of our priorities. 
Although Jesus is, of course, the Son of God, he is also fully human, and he was truly tempted, just as we all are, except he did not sin. Because he knows what temptation is like and overcame it, he can empathise and help us in our temptation. And yes, we too can overcome it by reordering our life, our priorities and our heart according to Christ. It's good in this time of Lent to reflect and ask ourselves these questions in prayer. Do I remember to offer God the first fruits of my own efforts? Do I nurture the virtue of gratitude in my heart? Jesus rejects Satan's temptations of immediate gratification, power and safety. How am I doing in regard to these temptations in my own life? What help can I find in the traditional practices of Lent, prayer, fasting and practical help to the needy? The Nicene Creed I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. As we begin this season of Lent, let us pray for all who are in need. That the Church may continue to proclaim that Jesus is Lord. Lord, hear us. That employers may respect the dignity and rights of employees. Lord, hear us. That those children who are victims of abuse may receive the assistance they need and the protection that they deserve. Lord, hear us. That members of our community may reflect in their private lives the faith they profess. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. That this Lenten time will be a great time of renewal, prayer and good works. Lord, hear us. 
that those who have died may enter into the eternal kingdom of God, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Compassionate God, this season of Lent is a means by which we draw closer to you. As we enter into this time of prayer and penance, we ask you to hear our prayers which we present in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. Give us the right dispositions, O Lord, we pray, to make these offerings. For with him we celebrate the beginning of this venerable and sacred time. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By abstaining forty long days from earthly food, he consecrated through his fast the pattern of our Lenten observance. And by overturning all the snares of the ancient serpent, taught us to cast out the leaven of malice, so that celebrating worthily the Paschal mystery, we might pass over at last to the eternal Paschal feast. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Let us pray. Renewed now with heavenly bread, by which faith is nourished, hope increased and charity strengthened, 
We pray, O Lord, that we may learn to hunger for Christ, the true and living bread, and strive to live by every word which proceeds from your mouth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us on this first Sunday of Lent. I do pray that this Lenten season is for all of us a time of deep renewal, conversion and grace. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May bountiful blessing, O Lord, we pray, come down upon your people, that hope may grow in tribulation, virtue be strengthened in temptation, and eternal redemption be assured. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion blot out my offence. Oh, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offences truly I know them, my sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned, what is evil in your sight I have done.